There's nothing to prove here. I mean, is that a thing though? Do you get that a lot? Like, yeah, like when dude. you when you featured oh. before, do comics ever like say, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't know if Kabir's is the right, right feature because he might blow it out the water. Then I gotta yeah. follow him. Uh, there's been the three times I've ever been kicked out of stand-up comedy, like getting canceled from weekends. There's two of them. Or from when I was featuring for other comedians, they're like, we don't even want to. But it's so rude to do that because number right. one, I always hated on them. But I was like, that's such stupid. That's so dumb. You're headlining. You should be able to do whatever. And then you'd go there and do it. And then you know they, they wouldn't even ask you to take it down. You just get canceled. But then when I started headlining and started going to like, <laughs> like you know, like Atlanta should do the shows, and I'm just all like, yeah, could you tell this guy to calm down here? <laughs> We're just trying to have a good just time. Ease up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you know, the feature spot's obviously the easiest opening spot. But like, uh, it is weird though. Like that you get, you gotta like but again there's a lot of great comedians out there that that just are stuck at that spot because they don't have the tv credits to headline it has right. nothing to do with their stand-up i was stuck featuring for like five years before i got on stand-up revolution uh, before that it was basically just me bearing other headlines you make enemies doing that they don't yeah. like you anymore do, do you do you find that do you find that you have like a way of writing jokes or or something that works specifically for you because i know that's something that comics you know comics all have a different way of coming up with material yeah what is what is your way do you have a formula that works for you or i, I do have a formula and i think we're going to try it out actually because what i do is i i don't really write like I don't sit there and have like a structure of the way I write my jokes. What I do is I come up with premises and then I will go on stage ah. or just kind of tell people with my friends, could you listen to me? And then we will build a joke together. Yes. I mean, what happens is someone will give me like uh, – and a lot of times I won't use that specific idea, but someone will show – Something like, okay, what if you do this? Which I'm going to do right now, actually, because okay. I'm going to try this, actually, because I do have a – I've been doing a bunch of sets this week, and there's three jokes that I've been working on. Two, actually, that I, that I want to do. When you come up with the premise, you just kind of go out there and say it, and you try to help it out. So I got a joke about aliens. I've always wanted a UFO joke, and I've written like five in the past, and they've all sucked. Right. So this is the only one where I thought I came up with a really good premise. So I'm going to throw it out there. And then well, you got a, you got a microphone right there, but we actually do have a stage here. Um, we do. With, with the We're microphone set up. You might as well just. Right, let's cut right now. There you go. You guys are just gonna... That was a good bridge, though, right? 30 seconds. Okay, cool. Bridge is good? Yeah, yeah that's good. That sounds like a wonderful idea, Mr. Monet. I'll be delighted to come. And Mr. Boynton, do you speak for him as well? Mr. Boynton has been spoken for many times. The trouble is he doesn't answer. Oh, you mean about tonight. Yes, Mr. Monet, I feel sure I can speak for Mr. Boynton. Oh, fine. I'll be leaving then. I'll walk you to the door, Mr. Monet. Oh, my address is uh, 9066 Shoham Drive. Try to get there before 10. And I'm sure that as my students say... We will have a ball. <laughs> I'm sure that we will. Yes, until tonight then, Miss Brooks. Stay in the groove. Oh, Natch, Mr. Monet, Natch. <laughs> and Mr. Monet. Yes? Don't take any wooden francs. <laughs> Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden, will return in just a moment. But first, here is Vern Smith. Ladies, regardless of age, skin type, or previous beauty care, doctors prove you too may win a lovelier complexion with palm olive soap. But to win this lovelier complexion, the kind men admire and women envy, you must stop improper cleansing. 
Instead, use palm olive soap the way doctors advise. Remember, 36 doctors, leading skin specialists, advised 1,285 women, many with complexion problems, to use palm olive this way. Some have dry skin, some oily, some coarse looking. Using palm olive soap alone, two out of three won lovelier complexions. Now here's what the doctors advised. Wash your face with palm olive soap. Massaging for one minute with palm olive soft lather. This cleansing massage brings your skin palm olive's full beautifying effect. Rinse. Do this three times a day for 14 days. It's that simple. But doctors have proved this way using nothing but palm olive really works. So forget other beauty care. Use palm olive soap alone for a lovelier complexion. For loveliness all over, use big thrifty bath size palm olive in your tub or shower. After Mr. Monet left, I tried to get Mr. Boynton on the phone to tell him about the invitation. But ours is a party line, a four-party line to be exact, and every time I picked up the receiver, it was in use. Always careful not to lose my temper, I sat by the phone and drummed lightly on the top of the table until my five fingernails were impaled in the mahogany. <laughs> then I tried it once more. As sure as my name is Lucy Schofield, that's the only way to treat man, Emma. Believe me, if I had to do it all over again, Emma, I'd... Oh, excuse me a minute, dear. I think a smell more roast burning in the kitchen. Now, that's a coincidence. And if you're listening to Mutiny Radio, you've made a great choice because they're still filming this cool thing. Yay! The rare form cast. Here we go. Uh, are you going to put it come around now? Are you going to start on this side? Or are you gonna I'm going to start on this side. You are going to start on this side. I'm going to get out of the way. Um, that's what I was thinking. The, I was going to say my camera died right when Rudy was doing his little intro. So I'll, I'll grab Rudy. Okay. okay. There, perfect. Yeah. Plus, you know, just the job. It'd be more like if there was a moment, like, yeah. 
like they're having a real if good. If you hit a punchline, yeah, and then you you know like make it a pretty quick like transition, yeah. but like yeah, don't don't try it, try it. What am I doing here? I'm just trying to. I'm trying to demoralize you're, him. You're demoralizing him, and you're telling him how he. You know his. You know the tiger. You've seen the stripes, bro. Right. This is an in your future. Right. I don't see why you need to sign up for something like this. You think you're gonna be able to get up and, and handle going and doing this job and you know? Okay. You you gotta kind of treat it as you're a blue collar worker and this blue collar worker just says I can. So you want me to just say? That's what I'm talking about. Okay. To where it's maybe a little bit offensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Am I trying to be funny or am I just trying to? You, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Cool. What are you doing? You what just you, you just like, want to kind of have yeah. uh, more of a disgusted undertone okay. yeah. of like, bro, I love you. Yeah. No, but you can't do it. This isn't you. And then can I stand up and walk away like, <laughs> like walk cro like like leave him when I'm done talking to him? Can I just or you yeah, leave, stay him, here? leave him dusted like like use that as? No, oh, I, mean, I think that's a little too stagey. Okay, cool. Uh, just stay here. You guys are still friends, for fuck's cool. sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you can even, that's what I was asking. I was like, how, he I was like, like, how hard are you going to go? But I see what you're yeah, saying. No, no, no. You're not going to tell him to lock up after, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just wants to be more well, disgusted I'll with that. when I feel like, you Wait, know. Okay. Could you yeah, run yeah. that by me real quick? He's going to. So after, okay, after the stage shit, you're going to come back in here. He's going to say, you know, okay, I got to get out of here. I'm going to go pick up Jay. Jay Rich. go try to do his job with him at the barbershop. I'll see you later. You, you'll wrap it up. Thank you for coming. And you'll say, okay, I'm clear. And then you'll kind of speak straight with him. Don't be, don't be like fucking a dick, yeah. mean or anything. Yeah. No, you can like, be a little bit mean. But just, you but be just truthful mean like how we yeah, are. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, just be straightforward. You know, yeah. Like, the show is off now. I don't have to be fucking Mr. Show. Right. I can just be real with you. I like the angle of Be real as a friend. Yes. This, this isn't going to work. Yeah. What's not gonna work? Like you trying to be, you trying to do the day jobs. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's my motivation. Like I'm always gonna be my Like I know you. I've seen you work before. Can't respond. I can say that. Back. Oh, I can just say that. It's your reaction. It's your reaction. Beautiful. It's you know however you want to play that. However you feel about this shit, honestly, should come. I'll show you. I'll show you, world. Father. Sorry. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> I went blind with rage. <laughs> 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 
Oh, do I? Are we already? We're still sitting. Yeah, you're sitting. You're, you're doing the. You're, you're setting them up again for the stage shit. The stage shit, yeah. And then we're gonna do that part. Come here, look. So I'm gonna start off with the process, and then you mentioned yeah, the jokes. Speed. Okay. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, I'm gonna start process off. Process like, to jokes again? No, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be like, Got tell it. me about your process. No, yeah. Okay. And I just walk out and do the stage. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing, Kabir. Like one of the things that I get asked a lot from other comics, and really just like normal, you know, audience members in general, yeah. uh, is about the process for for actually coming up with the material. Do you have a process for your material? Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a structure on how I'm going to write stuff. Uh, what I do is I come up with premises, and then what I'll do is just, I'll just randomly just kind of go hit up the open mics, throw them out there, see what comes up the top of my head, um, and then you know other comedians, you know, in the community will kind of help you out. Uh, and, and stuff like that. So sometimes it could be like brainstorming when you're yeah, talking about tagging yeah. and stuff like that. Well, once you get the premise, you can kind of go up there and figure out what you want to do. And then you, once you say it out loud, you kind of hear it and kind of right. figure it out. It's, it's better than just a pen and pencil, well, uh, a, a pen and paper, because you don't you just you don't hear it. You know I mean, it's interesting because that's usually the that's that's the conventional method. People want right. to sit down, quiet place. Yes. Don't want to be interrupted. I need to put my thoughts right, right. onto the pad. But you're saying that you're really just coming up with the premise right. and then making it making it grow from there. Exactly. Like I'm going to go i'm gonna do this right now there's like two jokes that i want to try out that i've been that i've been working on okay. mentally but um you know you're just gonna go out there and do it but most too many comedians are afraid of going up there and just bomb it and just coming up with ideas that's the whole point of this so. that's real that's real so, so, so and you could actually help me write this joke i want to be a part I, of this i will walk you through the joke and then i will also tell you where i need help with all right take your take your bits right. hit that stage that we got set up at the front of the room and uh and then we'll go from there Kabir Singh. Wow, I didn't, I didn't think we were going to get a chance to see uh, Kabir Singh live in action. This is the best way to do it, really. Actually, actually doing, being a part of the process, yeah. I'm excited by this. You come up with a premise, and then you just throw it out there and figure it out. Like um, Kabir Singh, ladies and gentlemen. Kabir oh, Singh. Yeah, 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 coming to the stage, this, this guy. It looks like the same uh, attendance as, uh, as my usual shows, actually. <laughs> I feel very good about this. Um, like, so I have this joke. I've always wanted to, uh, I've always wanted to write a, a joke about aliens, which is... Uh, Kind of weird, but like, shit. Mm. Improv, yeah. Yeah, animals. <laughs> yeah, right. be getting sick. Yeah, that'd be great. Try it again. Come on, no problem. You want to just walk out, right? Yeah. Can I take this from sports? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the to the betting. All right, we'll do the process thing again. Then we'll do we do the process thing again, or do I just say, all right, let's do this? Okay. So. Got it. All right, let's go do this. Let's do it, man. Let's rock it out. I get a chance to actually be a part of your process here. Which is going to be fun for me. Cause, uh, yeah. Because this is basically brainstorming right now. Yeah, it is brainstorming. You know, you don't have the whole, the whole joke, but you could do it in front of other funny people and they'll help you of out. Of course. Ladies and gentlemen, Kabir Singh. All right. So uh, I've always wanted to write a joke about aliens, so I thought this would be funny. Uh, 
My worst fear in life is to be abducted by UFOs. Mm. Uh, not because I'm afraid of aliens. I don't care about aliens. I'll slap them in the face. Uh, what, what I don't want to do is be the uh, representative for Earth. Because when you get abducted by aliens, they're going to ask you questions about what's going on there. And I'll, I'll ruin it for all of us. I'm not a smart person. <laughs> right? So I'm pretty sure like the alien, like what would be one of the things an alien would ask? Uh, yeah, what do you eat? Yeah, so I was thinking, like, but what you probably, yes, so eat. That's a good one. See, there you go. That's why it's, it's working. Story. Process is working. I would say, like, I would be a really bad representative for Earth because I'm pretty sure the alien would be like, uh, who's your leader? And I'd probably be like, uh, it could be you if you play your cards right. Right. <laughs> Let's go downstairs and take over the world. You've got weapons, right? You right. Know, something weird like that. But food is another good incorporate, one. Incorporate. You can incorporate since you're since you're gonna abandon your species. You can incorporate some sort of like gentrification of it all. Like you're gonna be the, the aliens are gonna gentrify Earth, and it's gonna be a lot of alien hipsters walking around here, little mustaches, little unicycles, something like that. Just something like that. It could be like, well, we're all one down there. Right. Uh, and also maybe incorporate something funny be like is LeBron James one of you guys <laughs> right. jumping over cars down there and we've never seen anything like it he plays for the Monstars from, right. from Space Jam there you go something weird like that and here's the other joke that I think I have down I'll try it out it's uh, is that uh, I do have a girlfriend now and uh, her best friend uh, is a gay dude who sent her a dick pic uh. which is weird right uh, and he claims it's an accident but first of all, I don't think he's gay. I think he's straight. He's just trying to hook up with my girlfriend. Number two, uh, it's really hard to accidentally send a dick pic. There's a lot of steps to send a dick pic, right? You gotta grab your phone, turn your phone on, pull your pants down, look at your dick, pull your pants back up, go on the internet, find a bigger dick, take a picture of that, send that. It's a lot of steps. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty much what we're trying to work on over there. And you can tell you can tell when the guy is insecure with his dick pic because oh. he'll always put like something next to it to show the scale. Oh, to that's see, right. so, so you can see exactly how Anything big it is. Ruler, right? Yeah, Anything like think about a ruler. Like he'll probably put like a roll of nickels next to it a and roll. just just so you understand that he's working with something. That's right. It's, it's, it's a, this battery. It's the secure dudes. The what secure dudes are the ones that just point the camera down and click. That's Those are right. the secure guys. The insecure and that's how you do it. See, we just came up with some stuff right there. And I'm right. going to write it down now. I love the aliens one. With you. If, if, if the guy has a bunch of stuff in the backdrop of his dick pic, he's yeah. very insecure. And he wants, yeah. to, he wants to distract you from what's really going on that's right. and make you see the he's backdrop like, or something. It's like a hotel with miniature shampoo and stuff. Like, <laughs> right. Hey, no, just hanging out at Target. That's not Target. He's got the New York skyline behind his dick for some odd reason. That's the Hyatt. Yes. Okay. I see that. I, this you is the process. You want to do. So that's basically my process. What I'll do is I'll hit up the open mic just like I did, and I'll literally talk about the joke while I'm doing the joke. Right. It annoys some people, but who gives a shit? Who cares? You know, it's like, this is the way I do it. They already paid their money anyways. laugh. Yeah. You're already getting paid at the end of the exactly, night. It doesn't matter. Exactly. So that's the best I like way that. for me to write. I like Kabir, Kabir Singh, ladies and gentlemen. That's Give it right. up. There we go. Beauty, huh? Very nice of you. I'll give you a one-man applause. Yeah, I know. A golf clap. A little golf clap. So, so this is, okay, now this time you did it, um, on stage, like right. you're actually on stage. I don't yep. know if that's typically how you do it, but I understand the concept behind right, this, right. though. It's about bringing a premise to the forefront and then building off that. I like that. Right. This is like very organic. How do you do it when you're not actually on a stage talking to you know somebody who's like right in front of you, like critiquing you? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough. Like what I'll do is I'll just annoy my friends and start open micing it with them. Sometimes. With your buddies, you're just oh, hanging yeah. out with your buddies. Oh, I do that with my mom all the time. Oh, she ah. hates it. She's like, why don't you come back when the jokes are good, please? That'd be okay. <laughs> right. I am not a test dummy. And I'm like, mom, you, you gotta, this is gold. Um, but no, really, listen, there's no excuse to not hit mics, man. I mean, yeah. really, any city, 
I mean, you could be anywhere and you could hit up a mic. So really, it is best to go on stage and just throw those out there. I mean, do people kind of do, especially your comedy friends? I yeah. can imagine. Do they kind of call you out on that? Like, dude, don't open mic me right, right now. Right, right, right. Oh, oh, like, well, do, like, do your do friends ever say that? Or I do it with my friends, but who have no idea what's going on? Oh yeah, dude. I'll they just, like, they just think you're being extremely clever yeah. and very witty. And yeah. oh that, oh that Kavir, he's always got a snapper. I'll just be at my cousin's <laughs> birthday party. He's like 15. Sell Trump, huh? Have you seen this guy? He's like, please, Uncle. Oh man, it's my birthday. That's incredible, man. I, I'm, Get your kids over here. You guys want to hear a comedy show? I'm well, what's actually what's the youngest what's the youngest crowd that you've ever done? I mean, have you ever done a oh show like specifically for kids? I've done Indian weddings where they won't even tell me there's kids. Oh my god, those wow. are the worst shows ever. I did like an Indian reception once, and I show up, and it's just literally like eight, seven-year-olds to four-year-olds maybe just circling around me and dancing. Yes. While I'm doing my set. While you're doing your bit. While people are eating. While I'm contemplating why I didn't go to law school. Right. <laughs> this is so much. This is the worst experience ever. I mean, is that the worst setup oh. for a comedy show? Oh, it's the worst. And then when I do actual comedy shows where it is all ages, I mean, those can be fun because nobody yeah. in their right minds coming there. But when you start doing these private gigs where it just could be like young ass kids. Over there, it's crazy. Yeah, this there's my my thing about comedy shows is I I hate to sound you know like like I'm being uh, petty, but yeah, it, it's a, it's a, a lot about the setup. Like if you have, for example, you've done you know shows at a bar before or at a restaurant right, right. or something like that, um, where they're trying to put put on a comedy show, but they just don't have the elements around the right. comedy in 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 order. You know, TVs yeah. are on, you got music playing in the background, you got the bar facing that way and yeah. the stage facing that way. I mean, what do you do? What do you do when you have a situation where you can't get everybody's attention, yeah. but you're supposed to do 25 minutes of comedy. You know, at that point, you just have to focus on the five people that are watching. I mean, there's nothing you can do. I mean, if they're literally not going to pay attention to you, right. uh, it's never going to be 100% of the crowd not paying attention to you. Do you, you just get louder? You could. It depends how much you care about the show. Right. When you do right. it, when you're headlining 30 shows a month, you're just sitting there like, this one could slide. Yeah. <laughs> I did real good yesterday. These people don't want it. We're not giving it to them. But, like, even when they're not paying attention, you just pick up the four or five that are paying attention and yeah. open mic and do some new stuff and stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, it also depends if you're getting paid or not. I mean, you, they depend on you to do well. I mean, how many bar shows do you have to, you're getting paid, like, what, 100 bucks to show up? I mean, yeah, that'd be, that's nice when they can shoot you a nice $100 yeah. for a bar show. And that's doing, nice. Yeah, 20, 30 minutes yeah. up there, and you're like, you know, they're not paying attention. You're like, I should probably try to get their attention. What's your What's yeah. your take on uh, the probably the one thing that uh, I would say scares people? Nah, I mean, no, that's cool. We could just, we just skip right, that. Let's yeah. wrap it up, and then we'll do a little bit after you go off the air. Okay, cool. I, I was just going to say, if it's possible to, we don't even need to do it for reals, but of course, my battery died. I saw that on the second, on the second joke, run, like halfway through the second joke run through. Yeah. So if you could just quickly run through that so I could just get your reactions again, okay. that would be, that would be cool. You I guys want to do that first? So we'll or? just do no. pieces. Yeah, we, we can keep doing it. Just grab that at the end if that's okay. Yeah, okay. Well, that's that, cool. That'll that's be fine. the last thing we do. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even... So, yeah, now, fellas, just wrap it up. All right. And then do a little bit after you go off there. Okay. And then uh, we'll move on to a couple of things. Do your entrance again. Come here. Go qu
cool. No problem. I'm gonna open that goddamn. So I'll I'll wrap it up. Ask if you got any show, what shows you got coming up. No, no, I, don't don't we, say, oh, oh. I guess I don't even need to say that right yeah, now. Yeah, I think we just wrap it I'm up. Treating, I'm treating it like a real podcast. Um, uh, wait, we mentioned what would that, the, the, the hustle, the whole Jay Rich thing? Barbara, I have to say that I'm going to go to Jay Rich's place. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mentioned that. So, you just say, what are you doing up next? Yeah. Just say, what I'll are you doing I'll wrap it up, next? and then I'll ask you, what are you up to? It's like, well, we're going to Oakland to pick up Jay Rich to go uh, to his side hustle. Say hi. We're not saying side hustle. No. We're going to go do uh, his day job. His day job. That's another word. Yeah. I'll just go be like, yeah, we're going to go to his day job. He's a barber. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to cut some hair. Okay. And then you could give like a quick opinion on what you think, how you think I'm going to do it. Okay. Be supportive on the radio. And yeah. Right and then really, yeah. Be supportive and then on I'll the radio. And then right when it's done, it's like, yo, shit. bro, I, you, you're not going to be And then I'll wrap it up and then we'll do our thing. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Kabir, it's uh, it's been a blast, man. It's been a while since we had a chance to really like sit down and chop it up like this, man. And always I'm, a pleasure. I'm always happy for your success. I'm always in your corner, man. And I know I'm gonna catch you at the microphones and stuff like that. But you know, you just keep on rocking your thing, keep Thank on doing you, your man. thing, man. I appreciate it, man, and congratulations on the radio show, man. We'll I appreciate that. I appreciate. It. We're gonna work. We're gonna do more of this more often, man, because I always love uh, your vibes and I love your energy, man. But yes, uh, what do you what are you up to for the rest of the day? Well, we're off to uh, you know Jay Rich, the yeah. other, uh, an amazing comedian. His uh, his day job. He's a barber. Really? He's a barber in Oakland. Okay. So, so uh, we're going to go spend the day with him at work. Uh, and then um, I think he's going to try to get me to cut some hair, man. I'm, I think I'm going to be uh, I think I'm gonna be good at it. Maybe you, I'll find another passion. You know what, though? I think you I think you will be also. Because the thing is, like, people love a, a barber with a good personality. You're, yeah. Obviously, you're a funny guy. Like, you're going to oh, entertain you. them. You're going to entertain them. They're going to be looking forward to having their hair cut by Kabir Singh. I think it's going to be fun. I, you're gonna I fit feel in. bad for the people that are going to get the haircut. Nah, no. But I'm excited. I'm going to see what it's like, you know, because it's, it's not all cutting hairs. I know he has got a, uh, a strenuous job. So it's going to see if I'm going to be excited to, to try it out. Maybe watch a YouTube video on uh, on fades oh, before, yeah. before you, before you <laughs> get down no there. We have no time for that now. That, that should have been done Just do that, man. Ago. Kabir, I really appreciate you, man. Again, thank you, brother, for coming on, man. Thank you, You have been all uh, had a chance to listen to the one and only Mr. Kabir Singh here on the Rare Formcast with Rudy Ortiz. Once again, thank you guys all for tuning in. You guys have a great day. Take it easy. Thank you, man. Right on, man. All right. <sighs> man, uh, I got to tell you, man, that is, uh, you, know, I, you know, I believe in you. Yeah, and and you know we go back and stuff, um, but this 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 day job thing, man, it's 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 not gonna work, Kabir. It's not it's not gonna work, man. I, you you you're you're not ready Listen. for this. You know, this is a lot of work. You already put in all these miles onto your brain and everything. Yeah. It's, you're not gonna be able to do this, man. This is not for you. It's not for you. How hard is cutting hair? I think you're gonna be in for a rude awakening. Well, we'll see, sir. We'll see. We'll see about that, man. We'll Just, see. Uh, Take it easy, man. All Good right. luck. Good luck with everything. Take care, buddy. All right. Take I'll see easy. you soon. All right. Do a speech, man. Just go straight up and just right, say it's not gonna work. All right. Just say uh shorter job to do much shorter. All right, gotcha. Gonna work. And gotcha. can I say how hard is cutting hair? Could that be a yeah, good thing going back and yeah. okay. five lines here? Okay, Dude. I got you. Uh, what you do when you when you're ready to leave. I mean you guys are gonna see each other tonight. That's yeah. the idea. Oh, okay. okay. I'll see you later all, on tonight. It's all in one day, so you guys are gonna be performing at Tommy's. Yeah, yeah. So, so what are you up to is like before our show tonight? 
Yeah. I, well, I'm going to go to Jay Rich thing, so I'll make that clear on that right, one. Cool. All righty. Oh, uh, at the end? I'll do it quicker. I'll do it much quicker, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Say something homophobic. <laughs> Be like, mm. we need to sell this. All right, I got you. I got you. <laughs> you guys ready? No. Doesn't look like it. Well, uh, Kabir, man, we spent like two hours together for the first time in a long time, man. I really appreciate you coming through today, man. I've had a blast. What are you up to for the rest of the day? Uh, that was a blast, man. Uh, well, we're going to be heading over to uh, to Jay Rich. You know Jay Rich, amazing comedian. Of course, um, of course. He's a barber, so we're going to go to his barber shop in Oakland. Wow. We're going to spend a day in his shoes, and then I'm going to be able to cut some hair. So you're going uh, you're to cut a little bit of hair. Yeah, so I don't okay. know if I'm going to survive tonight. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm excited. We're going to go see uh, how he does his job. And it's gonna be exciting, and we have the big show tonight, man. We do, so man. So we're gonna up. we're gonna hook up later on tonight. I Absolutely. want you to I want you to let me know what the whole barbershop experience was like for you. Oh, I'm, I will. I'm yeah. sure you're gonna do great, man. You got a great personality, and people love a happy barber. So well, I think you're gonna be you, good, Rudy. man. Thanks for having again, me, brother. I appreciate show. it, man. Once again, you guys have been listening to Kabir Singh right here on the Rare Formcast with Rudy Ortiz. Thank you for tuning in. You guys take it easy. All right. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, this barbershop thing, man. It's not. It's not gonna work for you, man. It's not gonna work for you. You're. Uh, you're not cut out for it. Dude, how hard is it to cut hair? Honestly. Well, you're gonna find out. You're gonna find out. All right. You let well, me know tonight, man. I'll see you tonight, baby. All right, brother. Take it easy. I'll see you soon, man. Take care. Man. All right. Some responses. Can't they just talk other things? I can. Same thing, right? Like the same thing we just did. What was that? First one is alien. Second one, dick pic. Okay. Same idea. First one was good. Let's see what the second one is. Oh, one second, one second. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so the second joke I had in mind uh, is, uh, is, this, is this. So I have a girlfriend. Uh, her best friend is gay. Okay. Uh, but he sent a dick pic to her recently that he claims was an accident, but I don't think hmm. it is an accident because um, it's really hard to accidentally send a dick pic. There's a lot of steps to send a dick pic. It's complicated. It's complicated. You gotta grab your phone, turn it on, pull your pants down, look at your dick, right. your pants back up, go on the internet, find a bigger dick, take a picture of that dick, right. send that. I mean, it's a lot of work. Right. I think that's a lot of stumbling. Too much stumbling. I mean, what, 
What do you think needs to be added? I mean, I think the punchline is a little weak. But well, you know, premise, yeah. you just got to remind people. You got to remind people that the more stuff that you add to the dick pic in the background, the yeah. more insecure the man actually is. Oh, see, that's a good idea. Like if he's got a roll of quarters or something to show the scale from whatever it is that he's holding to his penis, that's because he's he's unsure about himself. You know, the 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 secure guys just look, the, take the camera, and then. Right point down and click those are the secure guys triple no a batteries nothing going on yeah exactly there's batteries it's just there, there's no other things to compare it to in a secure dick pic exactly so remember that i like it they always do the travel size stuff too the toothpaste and stuff like right that. like this is target i'm like that's not target <laughs> right. yeah no i like that so i could add that stuff it's about brainstorming we're brainstorming so again man i always find that the best way to do it two things you say it out loud the joke you hear it and then other people can uh, help you out man that's kind of the problem. i dig that We're doing we're doing the the entrance from the very beginning. Yep. All right. For, so just until he comes in, we're we're going all the way to the point where he comes in, and sits down. Okay. Okay. Yep. Oh, give us a, give us like a little give us a little bit on it. Okay. In case you want yeah. in case you want to come in on that, Matt. All right. Have it in all of one shot. I mean I I I cued him because it sounded like he was coming to good. It was it was good. It was perfect on your part, it was terrible it was fine. Okay, we'll do it again. I, I, I remember how I, I'll, it was like a minute, almost a minute before he came in. 30 seconds and just give us that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just going to pick this up from my side until he comes and then I'll, I'll get him over. Uh, you want me to go yeah, wider or? Come here. Oh, you already have that one? one? Yeah. You can come Shoot from, from that side. side. Nope. You already oh, have okay. that one. What up, world? Welcome to the Rare Form cast with your host, Rudy Ortiz, and my special guest today, who will be in studio pretty soon, the one and only... Oh, okay. All right, no problem. 
three, two, one. What's going on, world? Welcome to the Rare Formcast with your host, Rudy Ortiz, and my special guest who will be in studio pretty soon, the one and only Mr. Kabir Singh, comic extraordinaire. The guy's been everywhere. You've seen him on Comedy Central. He's actually just recently uh, done some writing for Family Guy. I mean, the guy's blowing up. I've known Kabir for almost, uh, I want to say, eight or nine years now. Known him ever since the open mic days over at Tommy T's back in Pleasanton, for those of you who know the the scene. that That's when they used to have karaoke right after comedy. It was usually funnier after the comedy show was over because of the karaoke so we're going to be talking a lot about sports a lot about politics uh, a lot about comedy actually we're only going to be talking about sports and comedy no politics today we're going to keep that in the uh, on the other side but uh, my man Kabir is going to let us uh, into his career let us know what he's up to what he's been what he's got going on and uh, actually I think I just hear him coming in right now of course Kabir fashionably late fashionably late as always my man knows how to make an entrance ladies and gentlemen the one and only Mr. Kabir Singh what's up what's going on brother how you doing Man. Good? It's been a while, brother. This is nice. Right on, man. Welcome. Welcome to the Rare Formcast. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, do you want to do one more? Yeah. Is it one more time? Yeah, you don't gonna see if I could get a little bit more profile to get him walking because there's so much reflection. Okay, cool. I get like when I'm in here I get these kind of fun little crosses where he crosses by close the camera and I can get him on the on the line there, but it's like maybe Jay, maybe Jay you should be here to let him come so we you can get that. All right, and actually, I think I hear him walking in now. Is that the... Okay. My bad. Yeah, so we will have Kabir Singh in studio very soon. My man knows how to make an entrance. I've known him for years. He's always been like that. And as a matter of fact, I think I hear him walking in right now. There he goes, the one and only Mr. Kabir Singh. What's up, man? Making an entrance, as always. Treating me like it's your court date. I dig it. I like that. Traffic, dude. No problem, my man. Welcome. Welcome to the Rare Formcast. The one and only Mr. Kabir Singh, ladies and gentlemen. I see Rudy, man. Right on. Better go. Cool, man. Yeah, the I appreciate you, brother. Thank you're you so man. much, man. And then you're going to go grab some lunch with your boys? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go grab some lunch with my folks. Let me walk out with you guys, though, man. You guys, are they Thank you very much. Thanks. We'll see you, what is it, tomorrow night? 
no, it's on Sunday night. If oh, I'm Sunday. Not yeah, Sunday night. We'll okay. see you guys there. Cool. Oh man, thank you for letting me play radio today, Pam. This is a lot what's of fun. Happened? Do you guys? Do, so do you guys ever? I mean, what's the like the extent of the usage here? Is it like one person who does a podcast or multiple podcasts? Um, or? Well, I mean, I have like five podcasts, but oh, okay, there's, cool. Um, yeah, there's that's the schedule currently, and it's a hundred bucks a month. You get. Um, you know, weekly two-hour podcast, hour and 15 minutes. That is cool. And um, some people use the performance-based, Trish and Dan. I use it for Joke Workshop. I use it for Fantastics and yes. for Happy Hour. But um, tomorrow we have Noise Pop in here all day. We're going to have live bands all day. Nice. We're going to have do that. So and we've got a lot of, like, there's poetry every Friday, all that kind of bullshit. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, damn, this yeah, is kind of cool, though. I like, I like the idea of, like, having a cool space like this. Yeah, we do, um, there's only 30 seats, but I do rentals on Saturday nights from 8 to 10. And yes. Bucks. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's and cool. And you get, like, Because I'm trying to, you know, use the podcasting. Like, oh, look, you can record your show. <laughs> Actually, and this sound's going to be, I hope that they can, that it's really usable for them. Right on. Play it. I want to play. Man, so you're you're like cadence in terms of how you you're able to do that. Is that something that you just developed over time, or is that something like, you just sat down at a microphone one day and you're like, damn, I can do this? You know, you know what it was, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. When I was a kid, um, I used to really be into rap music. So oh, okay. I used to write a lot of rap music, and what I did, like, from, like, the ages of, like, 19 to, like, 26, I recorded a lot of rap music. Oh, okay. So I think maybe that's where it kind of developed, you right. know what I'm saying? I didn't really get into comedy until, like, I was about 24, 25. Oh, okay, so well. I think maybe that's where it all it all started off. Right, right, because it's, like, it's that ability, too, right, where you're just, like, I got 30 seconds, I'm just going to keep going. Like, right. it's almost like stream of consciousness, but it's all connected. Yeah, and you want it to work. You don't want it yeah. to sound crazy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You want it to actually work. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. It's impressive. But it's, like, it's, one of, it's one of those things, though, that it's like, I, I think it, that really helped out for comedy. Uh, because sometimes when you're up there and you're bombing, yeah. like, you have to make it. You, if it's not going like, to be funny, you got to at least be interesting. Yeah, You literally can't just be standing there just looking blank. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It kinda, it's kind of like survival, survival technique. <laughs> What's your name again, bro? I'm Ben. Ben, right on. Are you going to be there on Sunday? Yeah. Okay, cool. Pam, thank you again, Pam. Oh, yeah, you bet. See you around. Yeah. Okay, add more files. Okay, it's being sent.
check. Radio. Perfect. Radio, 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 radio. I got in here. Where's the mate gonna be? Bruno Street, down by the train yards. I'll draw you a map. Setup's the same. Car pulls up and honks a couple of times in an alley down there. Who's handling the bike? A big man. Don't waste any time. When is it? Tonight. Went back to the office and met with Sergeants Barr and Jacobson. 8 p.m. Ben and I took up our positions on the stakeout along with the rest of the men. We had a clear view of the exact location where the buy was to be made. We waited. 10 p.m. 11 p.m. No one showed. Midnight came and went. 1.30 a.m. Still no sign. At 18 minutes of 2, we spotted a man carrying a shopping bag emerge from behind a row of freight cars near the end of the rail yard. He made his way across the street to the alley. He stood back in the shadows. As soon as the car gets in the alley, we pull up and block it, huh? Yeah, that's right. Beck will do the same thing down at the other end. Headlights coming in the alley. Wait a minute. Through. What's the time now? Four minutes to two. We waited. Eighteen minutes passed. Still no sign of the car that, according to Charles, was supposed to be there for the big buy. We could still see the figure of a man with a shopping bag huddled in the alley. 3 a.m. Joe. Yeah. Car down there in the alley. Yeah. That's it. You want to start up? Yep. Just enough to block the alley. Uh -huh. That's good. All right, come on, let's go. Come on. All right, chill your engine and get out of the car. Joe, look out! Let's get him out of there. Yeah. Come on. There's three of them. Yeah. Here's the guy with the shopping bag. All right, I got it. Christ, knock them cold. Yeah. That's one. Easy there. Yeah. Pull right over there, will you? That's Get his coat off of that. I got it. Okay. That's it. That's there it. All three of them. Yeah. Hey. Hey, look at this, Joe. Found one of them in this guy's hand. Tin can, huh? Mm-hmm. Full of marijuana. You look at the labels on those cans? Yeah. Fancy, solid, packed tomatoes. There he is. A big tomato. The story you have just heard was true. Only the names were changed to protect the innocent. On October 3rd, trial was held in Superior Court, Department 89, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that trial. Stanson, alias the Big Tomato, along with his associates in the narcotic gang, was tried and convicted for violating the State Narcotic Act. He received sentences as prescribed by law and are now serving their terms in the state penitentiary. You have just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice comes from the office of Chief of Police W.H. Parker, Los Angeles Police Department.
Rocket Dog Rescue is a Bay Area organization that works to save dogs from death at overcrowded shelters and put them into happy homes. If you're looking to adopt or have some extra cash you feel like donating, go to rocketdogrescue.org. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-D-O-G-R-E-S-C-U-E dot O-R-G. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Welcome to the world of Giant Gnome Productions. Find out more online at giantgnome.com. And now, our feature presentation. Emily, where were you? Oh, I couldn't see anything, so I stuck around to the side to get a better look at the pod. Now look, you can't go running off like that. This is a very serious situation. There are guns, bombs, mines, grenades, mustard gas, not to mention aliens. Aliens? I don't think they're aliens, Doc. What do you mean they're not aliens? Well, of course, you are the expert, but I did get a closer look at the pod than you did. And? And the marking on the craft said HMS Hague. Whatever that thing is, it's British. British? What a British craft be doing travelling in non-space? They never developed the technology. And more importantly, what would they be doing back here in 1917? Should we go back and try to get in the pod? I don't think there's anyone in it right now, at least no one I could see. 
No, too dangerous. Besides, we have to get back to the TARDIS before someone notices. Notices what? Turn around very slowly, with your hands up in the air. If you make one wrong move, I'll shoot you both where you stand. You, sit over there on the cot. Both of you. Keep your hands where I can see them. There seems to be some sort of mistake here. We're on your side. Is that so? Yes, of course. We're both British in case you can't tell. Call me suspicious, but when I see a young woman and a strange man that's just strange. in very odd-looking civilian clothing, just wandering around no man's land, in the middle of a big push, I tend to take notice. Odd-looking? Really? Do I look that out of place? I was just telling Emily earlier that the one thing I can never get right is the clothing. Stop chattering and start explaining. Or you'll both be shot as German spies. German spies? Well, that's the last straw. Look, I've let you push us around long enough. We're trying to help you. You have no idea what's going on out there. And what do you do? You interrupt us in the middle of our work, drag us back here at gunpoint, and now you accuse us of being Germans? What I think my partner here is trying to say is that we're here on a very special reconnaissance mission for the British government. If you don't believe me, we have credentials. They're in my jacket pocket. I'll get them. You just keep your hands up. Inside left. There you go. That should explain everything. What do you think you're doing? Psychic paper. Oh, my. Uh, special operations. Uh, well, I see. I'm sorry. It, it's just, well, you seem so damned out of place out there. Don't apologise. Glad to see we still have some very observant young soldiers in this man's army. I don't believe I caught your name. Burlingham. Daniel Burlingham.
Okay, let's uh, change it up for a couple hours. What's up? Now you know what the fuck's the deal. Hope everybody's doing well. It is uh, Monday evening. Hello. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, we, uh, I'm flying solo cholo tonight. It's, uh, it was a long weekend. We all had a great time. Got to hang out with Paul this weekend, but we'll get into that later. Um, we had a tragedy out in Oakland, so there's a big vigil going on out there, and Bill's, uh, Bill's paying his respects. He's doing his thing. So, you get to listen to me tonight. I didn't get to go on the dirt bag this weekend, so I'm a little beat, as was Paul. So, he uh, he needs sleep. <laughs> He's been pushing his body pretty hard for the last couple months, so it's uh, time to take a break, I think, for him. Hopefully, he'll be, he should be back next week. He was excited about coming in next week. He's just, yeah, he, he's done for today. So, it was a great weekend. We had the dirt bag this weekend. What a great ride. Uh, I highly recommend, if you're going to go on this ride, to bring dirt tires. <laughs> um, I got a, I took my bike, got the Harley out there in the mud for a little bit, man. It was, uh, it was interesting. It was uh, quite a ride, I'll tell you what. Uh, get the white knuckles going in the, uh, it's exciting, man. It's super exciting. So yeah, that was, that was a great time. I don't feel like I deserve to be there, and I was honored to be invited. That was a fantastic ride. Great group of guys. Um, but we'll talk more about that later. I want to get into some music. Um, I do want to thank Seth and Aaron from The Creeps for those burnouts, man. Those guys were sick. So I thought I'd throw some music their way. I'll talk to you in a minute. Oh! 
What's happening? So that was the Stooges, Mexican guy. Song before that was uh, Slipknot, Wait and Bleed, and then uh, the Twats played Sanity Bomb before that, who I, which I dedicated to my uh, my buddies. Those were insane burnouts. <laughs> so that was a wild party. It was a long weekend. It started for me. It started with memorial service on a uh, Friday. Say goodbye to a good friend. It was uh, it was actually a, a really good crowd. It was it was it was a big deal. It was cool. So, peace, Ernie. Good people. Um, so then I got the call about going to the <laughs> going on the dirt bag, which uh, I was it surprised me. So, and not only that, I uh, I needed a bike with uh, rear pegs, which you know, was the one I have. I got two bikes, so the Harley has the rear pegs. And it was Paul. He said, uh, "Yeah, you want to go on the dirt bag, um, but can you carry a girl on back that's going to photograph the whole event?" She's, uh, I heard she may be the official photographer of the dirt bag challenge. So she, uh, so yeah, we met on Saturday morning. Actually, I met everybody except for Paul on Saturday morning for the first time. And uh, we left uh, Bayview around, around 11 a.m. And uh, <laughs> it was a wild crowd. I have, to, I have to give props to everybody. They were, just, they were just a solid crowd. This young lady was hanging off the back of my bike. She was, she, she was solid. She was, everybody was solid. It was just a good, good crowd. But yeah, it was, uh, it was super impressive. And I feel like I accomplished something. It was, you know, even though I didn't build a bike to take on it, it's, it, was, uh, it was an event. So we uh, drove out of the city, headed north. 160 plus miles, I think almost 170, maybe a little more than that, uh, north up into the uh, mountains, and we uh, camped out overnight, which, yeah, it turned out the uh, the last three miles or so were on dirt in a off-highway vehicle park. Um, so, yeah, deep ruts, a little bit of mud, um, and I wasn't the only one with street tires on my bike. These guys, uh, 
they powered through it and uh, they were on rigids the whole freaking way man it was it was just a really impressive sight i had a really good time they were all homemade you know it was just it was badass so if you missed it plan on it for next year because it's a good one um things are going to change up next year paul's uh, still figuring out what exactly is going to be the final uh final change-ups on the whole thing um but we're maybe thinking or he's maybe thinking longer longer rides i think at this point or yeah we'll leave that up to him there's there's a few oars in there but uh i should probably should have said as much as i did so there's a lot going on uh yeah went up to uh <laughs> when i was in a you know once you get off the main freeways man you get up into those hills and uh i was scraping pipes on one side and it was just loose gravel and so i wasn't pushing it too hard you know plus with the extra weight it uh it's a different beast you know and i don't want to hurt anybody it's bad it's bad enough if i go down but if i go down with somebody on back and they get messed up i'm not cool with that you know so and i'm usually riding solo cholo so i was uh it was a good time, man. Yeah, some of those guys were just riding, you know, and their breakdowns and fixing it and getting it going again and running out of gas. And I think 11 people made it up on uh, homemade bikes, Paul leading the way. Paul's got a beautiful bike, by the way. If you get a chance to check it out, please <laughs> go out of your way for it. It's, it's sweet. It should be on the web. should be on the Facebook page, I assume. So, yeah, so that was a great weekend. Um, Sunday coming back. Sunday coming back, I've, uh, I laid back, um, we pulled over because Paul broke, uh, broke a s adjuster on his, uh, on his bike, broke off. So his chain was, was loosening up as he was riding along. So we, uh, we pulled over, we managed to fix that, but in the process, the rest of the guys were like, well, we're out, and I'm with the photographer, so I'm like, so where are we going? Are we following the boys or are we sticking with Paul? And uh, we ended up sticking with Paul, which was a good thing. Um... Cause he did get it going and about, I don't know, an hour later on the road, um, we pulled up to a red light. We were coming off 29 onto 121.12 there. And uh, he, uh, <laughs> we jumped on it and he had me. He was, he was out in front and he was gone. Um, and then I saw his chain went slack and he, uh, and it was making like a, I don't know, like a winding sound. And then he pulled over, and I, as I did, and by the time I walked back the 30 feet from in front of him that I was, um, there was a nice puddle of oil underneath his bike, <laughs> which was, <laughs> so yeah, all right, well, cool. At least we, we hung back with him, you know, we were, we were there for him. Um, also, while we were pulled over the first time, Joyce, his, his beautiful woman, who I met this weekend, she's a sweet, sweet lady, badass, badass. All, all my respect, Joyce. Um, she pulled over, you know, just to hang out and see if we need anything. And Paul didn't need any help with what he was doing. We uh, we all laid off and just let him do his thing. Um, and when she went to jump in her truck and started, the truck would not start. So we had to call AAA. Anyway, by that time, the boys were pretty pretty well in front of us. But we, uh, we did our best to catch up. And then the next breakdown happened. So I ran into town and got some uh, JB Weld Quick which sets in six minutes. It's amazing stuff, by the way. Um, and a couple of bolts, and we, uh, and Paul went to work and nailed it, man. We left there. I think we made it back from that turnoff from 121, 12 to 37 to 101, all the way into the city to the shop in like 45 minutes, 40 minutes. And not one drop of oil came out of his bike. It was just smooth sailing the whole way. It was an amazing ride, and then the party began. But before that, 
Paul, um, Bill's Bill's at this vigil tonight as well. He's over in Oakland. Um, the vigil for the people who lost their lives in that. It's just a tragedy. Um, my heart goes out to everybody in the families, and it's just a terrible thing. Um, so he's out there doing his vigil. I'm going to try and mellow things out here for a minute before I go and snap, but uh, I'll be right back. Catch up with you in a minute. Every 
Yeah, how about that, huh? So that was uh, Bill Withers, Harlem. Great tune. And I threw, uh, I threw a little Beck in there. Fucking with my head. So yeah, so it was an exciting weekend. I had such a good time. So Paul, I don't know what he did. I wasn't paying too much attention. By the time I got back from, it was maybe 20 minutes took me maybe to go and get the stuff. Came back, he had the bike apart, what he needed to fix. So ready to go, he JB welded it, let it set as he was fixing the rear so that the tire wouldn't slide anymore. The man's a genius. Side of the road, quick, in, bam. I mean, he was done in 10, 15 minutes. We were back on the road. In the meantime, he'd gotten a text. <laughs> yeah, I had about a quart of oil through that in there. He'd gotten a text from a friend, and I guess she lived up the road. And not even two minutes after I got to back to the uh, back to the bike, she pulls up. She's got <laughs> she's got turkey breast sliced in a bag. It must have been about two pounds, three pounds, <clears throat> and uh, and some chocolate, some uh, bark, peppermint bark. I don't know what to call it. It's delicious. Sweet lady Trudy. Yeah, Paul's just he's got connections and uh. Yeah, put a quart of oil in it, started it up. Not a drop. It looked like his chain actually swung around and, and caught the drain plug, and I think it whacked and cracked the case. Yeah, and he fixed that on the side of the road and got going on the bike that he's already done 4,700 miles crossing the country in the dirt <laughs> on fire roads. <laughs> he's a badass in his own right. So, yeah, so it was a great weekend. Back to the party. Ran into Wild Bill and uh, our old friend Steve. They were there with uh, Bill's son, Wyatt, and a good crowd of, I would say, 300-plus people, all being very uh, mellow. <laughs> They were being, no, I mean, there was a band going on, you know, everybody's, everybody's seeing people they haven't seen in a long time, you know, there's bikes parked up and down the street, and there's a lot of, a lot of milling, you know, going around, but it wasn't crazy, crazy, you know, it wasn't like somebody was going to die, you know, like somebody gets stabbed or that kind of crazy shit, nobody was fighting, everybody was cool, everybody was smiling, everybody was just having a great time, it was a fantastic party, and got the, uh, the awards handed out to all the boys that did their jobs, and uh, uh, once again, just total respect to these guys, the, the bikes they made, and to go that kind of distance, and, you know, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, and they're up, I mean, few of them, they were up all night working on the bike and they, they pushed it over from their shop <laughs> with no sleep <laughs> and then went on the ride and it uh, took us a while to get up there, you know, with the last, uh, even before we hit the dirt, it was dark. So yeah, once we hit the dirt and it's a path, I don't know, maybe 20 feet wide in some spots with some ruts, you know, rain ruts and there was a good patch of mud that was probably about 20 feet long and there was standing water you know it's uh you had to pick your line real clean and do your best um but yeah it's it was just it was just an impressive you know and then once we did get to the campground i actually met a young lady that that was on the ride with us she was from uh kqed or npr and she was recording the whole thing and she's going to be doing a report on it which is something to look forward to tiffany sweet woman a great rider she was a badass they were all badasses it was just yeah you know and, and just meeting those people that morning and them like warming up to me the way they did it was just it was just it was cool man you know sitting around the campfire talking shit is always fun but it's you know it's a little iffy when you're uh when you're the outsider and uh i was totally comfortable with these folk it was i was doing my thing so we had a good weekend um 
Bill's, uh, Bill is, uh, mourning a loss. He did have a friend that was involved in that fire, so he's, uh, he's in his, he's doing his thing as well. He needs to do his thing. Um, yeah, and nothing, nothing really coming up other than that. Um, yeah, Paul does have, have some ideas about changing up the dirt bag next year. Um, you should be there. If you weren't there this year, go next year. Um, look into it. There's some movies out on the internet, I'm sure. Um, the Rattler, Dirtbag, uh, what well, was Dirtbag was the first one, I believe. And then the, Ra- the Return of the Rattler, Dirtbag 2, which I saw, which is a great movie. It'll make you want to build a chopper and like do this thing. It's just, I've already looked into getting a bike. <laughs> I lined up a bike. So now I just need to find a work spot for it and uh, get the thing running and then figure out what I want to do to it. And I'm... I'm not even thinking for the dirt bag. I'm thinking for cruising around town. It should be just, you know, I'm thinking it'll be cool. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, if anybody's got some space, they want to let me uh, <laughs> do some work in, <laughs> give me a holler. That'd be fantastic. I can get the work done. I just, uh, I just need a spot. And I'm hoping it won't take that long because I want to get that thing on the road. What else happened? But but the kids say the drive back breaking down the party. The party was insane. It was just it was such a good time. The punk bands were killer, and then the, they did burn the tires off a couple bikes on private property, of course, um, which was which was impressive. It was really freaking cool. It was badass, you know, smoking out the street and there was just chunks of rubber everywhere. You know, it was, it was just cool, man. You know, it got the crowd going. Everybody was into it. It was a fun fun time, man. So. Hopefully we'll be doing that again next year, somehow, some way, somewhere. Uh, of course, up to Paul. We'll see where he goes with it. Uh, I'm not gonna bother you anymore. I'm gonna put on some music. How about some? Uh, I believe this was recorded live in Australia. Oh. 
Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Uh, he's Carl. We watch a full night movie on YouTube. Perhaps you know us by our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You can use that to find us on your favorite podcast uh, applications. You can find us at mutinyradio.fm where we stream live every Tuesday p.m. Uh, Sunday Pacific Standard Time, courtesy of Manager Pam Benjamin, big woot woot to Pam Benjamin. Uh, you can go ahead and donate money to the station, courtesy of Venmo at MutinyRadio. Uh, Mutiny Radio. That's what it is on Venmo. Carl, what movie are we watching today? Yeah, you're right. We are watching The Salvation Hunters. The Salvation Hunters. That's what you put in your YouTube search engine. It's 1925, and you will come to a channel okay. called The First Movie. Doesn't sound promising, but okay. Uh, I did that, and I hit pause, so I have this movie uh, queued up on zero, 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 excuse me. Buffer, buffer, uh, buffer. Carl? Yeah, so we are going to want you to do the same, and we are going to have a countdown. Uh, we're very uh, pleased to have, during these times, the man himself, the countdown king, the maestro, descending numerals, Mr. 321. 
Joseph von Sternberg, you know, because he made up the Vaughn. Right, but that's his uh, stage name. Now, you just saw three of his films, right? What'd you think? Yeah, so Criterion Collection released last year the silent pictures of Joseph von Sternberg, and I caught it right before the library closed, and I just watched all three. So I watched Underworld, which is fantastic. It was right after this movie. And he did a film about the Russian Revolution and about a film shooting a film about the Russian Revolution called The Last Command, where an actual Russian czar from uh, 1819 is in this uh, 1925 film production, and he's saying flashbacks. It's pretty cool. And then the last film was called The Docks in New York, which was basically a Popeye adventure where uh, this mean guy, Bill, uh, kicks ass. He's kind of cool. So, yeah, his films are good. But this one was all in the documentary supplements, The Thought, that this film is not about a subject, but it's about a concept, The Thought. And I said, my God, this film sounds so bad. Let's watch it. Okay, so now we open up uh, at the harbor, and this is where the dredge is. This is where the mud of the earth is. Uh, Well, at least we're not uh, watching. We're watching a film to kind of sweep away the dredgery of our life. It's not so bad, right? Yeah, right? I got to see literal treasury. I got PlayStation. PlayStation? Give it up for, I have two PlayStations, man. Three and four is functional. I've been going back and forth. I have um, I have Tetris. I have, uh, a, I have a sex slave in the basement. I have chutes and ladders. Lots of things to keep me entertained. Get out of here. Shoot some ladders and Tetris? Yeah, and I have Risk and Monopoly, but Monopoly just makes the family fight. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you well, duplicated something. You're, you already said Risk in a, in a hostage in the, in the basement, so. <laughs> oh, she's no hostage. She's a uh, sex slave, but, uh, you know, I also, never mind her. I also have a pinball machine to keep me interested in things. I got uh, game room. We have air hockey. You do not have a. Do you have a pinball machine? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we believe the sex slave, but that's the pinball machine. Yeah. Yeah. So 
there wasn't I'll enough. Trade you, I'll trade you a, a, a jukebox for a pinball machine. As if I needed a jukebox. There wasn't room enough in the game room, right? So I put the pinball machine on my elevator and I took it to the third floor. Your elevator. And that's yeah. where we have like a parlor. How difficult was it to get your pinball machine into your elevator? Uh, it was four hundred dollars. That's how difficult. Uh, they did a good job, those guys. Fast <laughs> <laughs> is right. You called up Task Rabbit. Okay, now this. I need to get my pinball machine. Now, okay, you see him walking. All right, in. go ahead. Okay, that's the boy. Yeah. And he is our first, and he's pretty much the star of the film. Now this guy. He wanted to have a, star, a vehicle so that he could show people that he was an actor. Uh, and so he paid his own money for Von Starnberg to make this film. So this is the first shopping mall acting school scam in, in American history. Mm -hmm. Now, look, look, it says the boy believed he was a failure because he was a coward. Okay, that plays into the plot. He's got to overcome that. Yeah, he looks kind of chicken. Now, here the director uh, hits us over the head with the theme of the film. It is, he believes there are children of the mud in this world and children of the sun, okay? And he thinks he's in the middle. Okay. Like he can get to the sun, even though he is in the mud, he can get to the sun. Now, the dredge in this film, and you guys already yeah, know this. See, okay, it takes the mud out of the under the river and it puts it in the sun to dry see children of the mud could become children of the sun it's all up to you this director claims and then they take that sun-dried mud and they sell it <laughs> that's pretty impressive pull yourself that's up by mud. straps the mud straps Wow, drudgery, mud straps. I didn't know this all connected to some fucking weird shit. Woohoo! It's his first film, first director, you know, he's ever done. The guy came to him and he wanted to do a comedy, uh, and it was called Bugs. Let me see what it was called. And the guy said, <laughs> "My wacky mud bugs. Liar! Liar! Funny mud." And he, Von uh, Sternberg said, let's do this instead. And the guy just wanted himself on film. So he said, okay. Yeah, all right. You do have a Von in your name. No help. Ooh, no help wanted. I'm here for the no help that's wanted. I'm here for no help. Uh, okay, now. Uh, in his dreams, he didn't walk alone. So here is the girl, Okay. Yes. Reggie picked her up out of the mud, and she's bitter. She's bitter. She hates life. She hates this world. She hates being in the mud. She thinks it's all crap, and that needs to change in her. This is the only time we're going to see this cat. Does the, I'm checking does the cat die .com and uh, <laughs> doesn't look good. Um, we will see the cat one time. When the cat is trapped in a box, they let him out. And they consider it an omen that they must leave the mud. You'll see. <laughs> if you open a box and a cat came out, the first thing you say is, this yeah. is an omen, I must leave the mud. Leave the mud. <laughs> leave the mud. You thought the cat was in the box. It got out. We got to leave the mud. 
It's so odd. I would be like, who the fuck's putting boots in boxes? That was pretty normal in 1925. Here's a box. Oh, I hope it's a possum or a cat in there. Now, it's the a cat. My lucky day. Oh, we got to go. <laughs> if it was a possum. Okay, now, that is not Paul Brumba. That is a guy called The Brute. And The Brute is the heavy and one of the reasons they leave the mud. Now, here comes something for no reason. For no reason. He can't read Chinese. So like a dopey scratches his head. He doesn't know what to order. <laughs> it all looks so good. Right. Just ordered by the numbers. You know what? I'll tell you what, chef special, huh? Whatever whatever you recommend. That'd be great. Thank you. I'll be back. Now we walk away from that sign, and that's it for the whole film. It has nothing to do with anything. It doesn't make sense why they Okay, look, what's at the top? What do you see at the top, Paul? help wanted yeah this is his big chance <laughs> just like a kafka novel he's gonna climb to the top to get his help the, the ladder the la there it is you guys i wondered where it was i never knew where it was, that it was the ladder of success <laughs> right it was by the docks all along I remember walking yeah. past that ladder when i was walking past the docks and i said oh there's a former there it was only years later I realized <laughs> it was not the former. It was the latter. It was not the former. It was the latter. It was not the former, but the latter. That's a brilliant joke. I stepped all over it. Now, Kafka books always has the guy working hard towards a goal, hard towards a goal, hard towards a goal. And then in the end, it all gets crapped on. And it did all his hard work is for nothing. So that's what I think of when he goes up the ladder. Okay. Now, here's yeah, the. Yeah, I think of like some. He probably said, you know, it would be great if I shot a movie where this symbolizes employment opportunity. <laughs> so hitting it on the head. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now look, the brute's being nice to the girl, right? Giving her a cigarette. What's he up to? Look at his grip on her. Look at his hand. But. We watched this, uh, with my, my wife and I, I'm looking, he's gripping. I, I thought he was the brute, not the creeper. Yeah. Now, what is he? He's really not a creeper. He made a pass at a woman. He got rejected and he leaves, right? He really didn't break any rules. Yeah. He shouldn't have touched not her. How about that? Why shouldn't he? would have been thrown out of state of comedy if it was nowadays. That's right. My wife, my wife mentions he pulls a cigarette out of his pocket and she smokes it. Yeah. That's not phallic, do you uh, think? Uh, no, I think it's pretty un hygienic, but, you know. <laughs> and they must be sturdy cigarettes, because usually they break in my pocket. Okay, now the brute came up to the girl, tried to sleep with her. The girl said, forget it, bub, and he left. So who should come along but the right. boy? And we're going to see, like, kind of the opposite of the brute. Was this scandalous in 1925? I don't know. You oh, were talking about how people rioted, and I read that too, but there was nothing. What is scandalous? No, I guess, I guess uh, I mean, I nothing really. I still, want to, I still want to say things that I've said before when I've watched the beginning of this movie one time. Well, you should if they were good. Just don't mention your erector set. <laughs> 
Now, what is it? Good, yeah, that's the right answer, Charles. That's the right answer. Now, she's not a oh, good this girl. scene was controversial because it shaves all the women in the theater smoking cigarettes. That's valuable business. So what that scene was supposed to say is the, the, the sun has met the mud, right? And the sun believes in the mud that it right. can come out into the sun. And the mud does not believe that. But he just lets the mud believe what it wants. Okay, now here's the child, the child, not the boy. Not the boy. Well, that's confusing. We already had a boy who's an adult. Right. The child, innocent, and the world is fresh and new right. for the child. So therefore, the child sees the optimum is it in it. He hasn't tried things and been beaten down before. That's going to inspire the... The child looks really familiar. Oh, shit, that's my kid. Holy cow. I'm looking for him. Been at the docks, hanging out with derelicts. When was this filmed? Because if this was on one of my visitation rights days. <laughs> it was 1925. Check the ledger. Yeah, I'm calling the judge. I will have my lawyer call the judge. Listen, back in 1925, it was. Uh, littering. Lot. Pick that up. She absolutely littered. Uh, we all did. Well, that's pretty quick. Oh, the drudgery. If I ever do a time travel oh. movie, I'm definitely having going him back going back to the time of smoking when smoking was everywhere on airplanes and office buildings. Yeah. You people! You just throw it on the ground. Oh, you have like there's matches in this movie where they light them on the they they strike the match on the, off the wall, um, you know. That's cool. Back then, yeah. you can like strike matches off. Wall. Yeah, right. You could do it off a dude's forehead. Yeah, I know. Now your boss gets pissed. Yeah, now your what boss a world. Yeah, <laughs> you're like boss. Here, take this. What a matchbook. Yes, please hold the striker <laughs> by your forehead. What? Just for a second. Yeah, just you know, one time I uh, I stuck matches in my boss's shoe and I lit it on fire, and he just did not appreciate it. <laughs> Didn't find the humor in it. I know. In the 80s, you could, you just can't do a hot foot nowadays. You can't do a hot foot anymore. <laughs> On, you know, the seniority. Okay, so look what the brood is doing. I can hardly watch because I've seen this so many times. It's just beating up a kid, Carl. Oh, it's awful. But the boy doesn't do anything, and that makes the girl pissed off. Coward, you coward. The boy right. being the young man. Coward. Dude, you guys just got to accept that that's the boy, that's the girl, and that's the child. Like Adam and Eve and uh, Adam Jr. So what's he doing, Mike? He's just choking a child. Have you seen that back in 1924? What's the boy doing? 25. What's the boy doing? <laughs> he abducts the child. Abducts <laughs> So he saves the <laughs> child, but he doesn't believe the guy. You see, he's not over his coward all the way yet. Not by a long shot. Oh, yeah, but the guy, here comes the guy. Give me back that child. I wasn't done strangling him. It's true, mister. He was only two-thirds into strangling me. Now, the mud girl, right? 
she right. she is going to be amused at what happens to the brute, right? But she, so she's going to laugh and she's going to enjoy her life for two seconds. And then she's going to realize she's enjoying herself and cut it out. Yeah, as, as the goth code goes. Right. You can't smile the when you're goth. Goes. Uh, Buster so Brown. This would be perfect for like goth preteens to watch. They would absolutely admire her. They would. They would adore this movie, The Salvation Hunter. Nope. Look what happens to the brood. He's getting all yucked up with the wet mud. Yeah. Here's mud in your eye. Mud, mud, mud. mud. Well, I was that was mud was on its thigh. Here's mud in your thigh. <laughs> Now watch, she's going to be amused by him getting his. She looks up at the people in the control tower. See him? Right. Yes. So like, yeah, now she can't yeah. smile. Dump it on him. So they swing the dredge over. Oh, so she gives him the okay, and then the station guys do it. Well, I'm not sure. It's implied, but did she really? I'm not sure. Now, Carl researches these movies for us by watching them numerous times. How many times have you seen The Salvation Hunter so far? This is five, and if you count that time, it's like five and a half. I do. Watch, watch yeah. what happens. He's all muddy. Look, she, <laughs> loves she loves it, and then she goes, wait a minute, I'm emo. Yeah, right. I got The safety guys are looking at me. Hold on. I'm goth. I'm goth. I better pull it together here. I can't tell if there's mud or crap in my pants. Thanks. <laughs> well, I would pay good money to get mud poured on me. Of course it's mud. Okay, now, the child is freed and brought to the girl. It isn't brought back to the girl, right? It, she, it wasn't the girl. They're starting to form a family unit here without knowing that. The Holy Trinity. It's That's a wrong analogy, Mike. Oh, damn it. Uh, it's nacho cheese, cool ranch, and flaming hot. Right, the Holy Trinity. Exactly. No, it's the nuclear family, but it's important that they're not related. They're people in the mud helping each other out. I, I remember the sitcom based on this movie, Stuck in the Mud. It was adorable. <laughs> You take one good, you one take the bad, you have the mud and sun, and then you're glad. What, what, what was they it? say life is like mud. There's mud people and sun people and fun people. <laughs> it's just the muds of life. <laughs> so the boy now streaming. Hey girl, why don't we get out of the mud? And she goes, where? Where? There's mud everywhere. And he goes, nah, I can't be that there's mud everywhere. Come on, girl, what do you say? You, me, and the kid? <laughs> That's what he, he's acting. Of course, it's a silent movie, but, you know. So she rejects him, but wait, they hear something in the box. Oh, the aforementioned cat. I didn't mention four cats, just the one cat. Well, I've aforementioned uh, several times. 
Oh, that's I forgot that you did. Oh, what do you hear, kid? Ooh, possum. I hope it's a possum. Get your fat butt up, lady. Okay, is it gonna be wow, someone lost cat? What do you bet, Paul? Possum or cat? Possum. <laughs> That's impossible. <Yeah. laughs> We've seen. Okay, open. Everybody. Oh, it was a... not a possum. Oh man. The black right. cat who was trapped in the box. Oh, it was an evil spirit. Leave the dreadnought. It buries your souls. What loud? These placards, man. You go to a silent movie, you just want to see someone sneeze and someone dance. Yeah. And then, like, the placard is the true love. I know. I know. Film is I know all... Going to the movies, and they didn't have the placards, they had the black cards, you know, clubs and spades. Oh, and the playing deck. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was well, like no, well, I don't know the, the What are those those title cards called? Title cards? Uh that was their title. <laughs> okay, now what's happened? The director should have had us boom, we're on our way, right? They just right. had their inciting incident. Let's get out of the mud. Let's leave this place. So let's go. What's going on? Why are we stalling? <laughs> 